Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Jiggy Jaguar Experience. Here is Jiggy Jaguar. Oh, it is the Sunday radio program, coast-to-coast coast and border-to-border border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. The Jiggy Jaguar Experience with you today, Sunday's live. As I mentioned, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 PM Mountain Standard from JiggyJaguar.com. And, of course, RadioZenu.com. Go over to JiggyJaguar.com, sign up for the newsletter, social media. Also, donate to this program as well. You can Skype me, Jiggy.Jaguar. J-I-G-G-Y dot J-A-G-U-A-R. We are about uh, roughly 15 minutes away from our uh, first guest here on our broadcast. I want to thank our good friends over there at Radio Xenu, RadioZenu.com. And, of course, uh, Radio Xenu is the home of the Sunday radio program each and every Sunday. This week on our broadcast, we have some great guests with us today. We're going to be chatting with the band Troy, who was recently in Wichita, Kansas, for a uh, great performance. They're going to be with us. We're going to be playing a Christmas interview that I didn't fit into our daily show. I'm going to play it today. <laughs> As I told those folks, I'd play it. Also, Mark Ryan, who was recently in Wichita, Kansas, performing at the Lizard's Lounge, of all places. And uh, we'll also play uh, El Ange, which he he sounds like uh, he's from Uganda. We'll play that interview today as well. Ed Till. Let's start this broadcast with Ed Till. (laughs) <laughs> yes, that Ed Till. Well, Eddie Boy, um, we haven't talked about Ed Till on this show in quite a while. Um, Ed Till, of course, as we all know, is a failed radio talk show host. Um, the guy's been fired by every station in the country, it seems. Well, Ed Till, of course, if you want to get more information, edtillshow.com. Uh, Ed is off and running. He's back. He's He's got all sorts of things going for him. Um, he has something called Artist Media coming. I don't know what that means. He's got these radio stations as well, These 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 fake made-up radio stations. Um, in places like Cowlington, Oklahoma, and Fond du Lac, Michigan, oh, Wisconsin, Goldfield, Nevada, whatever the hell that is. Well, Ed, of course, we all know the story about Ed being kicked off Fiverr, which is, of course, a uh, micro-marketing website, Fiverr.com, F-I-V, 
F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Well, Eddie Boy, the big star, star of stage and screen, um, he went, here's, here's how this fiber works. Fiber won't allow you to have multiple accounts. They just won't. You can't have multiple accounts. So, Eddie Boy went out and he created a second account under Starcom Radio after it was booted from Fiverr. I have been trying like crazy to get him booted off Fiverr. Trying like crazy. Well, apparently over the weekend, and apparently there's there's people at the door when I'm recording this. So they're trying to push the door open. They're going to be loud, of course. So you're going to hear all sorts of things. You're going to hear them be loud. It looks like there's... No, okay. I thought there was two of them. Or three of them. Apparently it's just two of them. They're going to be loud. They're going to be obnoxious. They're going to say all sorts of things that are going to get on the microphone. Going to make all sorts of noise. So I'm just being prepared for all that. And if you're prepared for all of that, much like back in the day with Matthew and Keith, we had some interesting moments with Matthew on the air. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was entertaining, as they say. Entertaining! But uh, let's get back to our Ed Till story. Good old Eddie. Eddie Till, the big star. Um, Ed went out and created another Fiverr account, and he got on the rankings. He he got moved up the rankings like nobody's business. And I thought, okay, if I can't have multiple accounts and other people in this, in this micro marketplace can't have multiple accounts, how do you get rid of this guy? So I went to several of the... Um, Several of the different uh, fiber, I went to the marketplace. I sent them emails. I sent them support tickets. I got on their Facebook. I got on their Twitter. Now, what did they do when I got on their Facebook and Twitter? They booted me. They banned me from posting. And I'm like, okay, wait a second. Ed Till's allowed to have multiple accounts, but I can't. And no one else can. Now, this isn't about multiple accounts. This is about my hatred for Ed Till. <laughs> so, we go ahead, and it happens again. And I'm like, how does this keep happening? How does this guy with multiple accounts? So we continue and continue and continue. And I'm like, how do I get rid of this guy? So, I'd been emailing, I'd been doing all sorts of things, and I thought, how do I get rid of Ed Till? And then it hit me on Saturday evening, the day after Christmas. I was sitting at my mother's house. Of course, I was broadcasting from her basement, much like uh, Kenny Bollinger, that 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 ballless fuck, um, says. And um, ballless fuck, yes, that's that's that that that's it. That's his new name. He's the ballless fuck. Oh, believe me, we'll talk about Kenny. Uh, in 
in future editions of the world famous Jiggy Jaguar experience, the Sunday radio program. But uh, day it's Ed Till. We're not talking about that ball as fuck who I who I pray every day dies from cancer. Kenny Mullinger. No, not him. We'll talk about that later. Ed Till right now on the show. Mr. Ed Till. Mr. Ed Till, the big star. Ed Till, StarcomRadioNetwork.com, Ed Till. So, and once again, more people coming to make noise. So, let's see. I'm going to put the jacket on the on the thing. That'll make some noise. She'll wander around into the living room. That'll make some noise. She'll laugh. That'll make more noise. She'll she'll be just she'll put drinks near the microphone with a straw. That'll make more noise. And uh, she'll tiptoe through the tulips. That's a Tiny Tim reference. She doesn't know who Tiny Tim is. And um, he had a ukulele. Laughing. Tiptoe through the tulips. Yep. That Tiny Tim. Uh, she picked up a computer and a bunch of other shenanigans. That made some noise. <laughs> now she's picked up a bag full of change. <laughs> if you don't think that's going to make noise, you have no clues to the... Uh, she's got a drink, and it's got ice in it, so it makes noise. It's all fun, fun, fun till Daddy took the tea girl away. But uh, back to Ed Till, edtillshow.com, big star. Ed Till, Mr. Outrageously Hilarious, Mr. America's Best Talk Radio, Mr. News Interviews, Commentary, Calls, and Fiercely Independent. Which, by the way, he's not fiercely independent. He's Big Lib. If you look it up, he's Big Lib. He's Big Hillary Clinton supporter. He's Big Star. Um, he tries to be a, a, a right-wing conservative guy every once in a while, much like me. And then he tries to be a Democrat, which I never pretend to be a Democrat. I've never pretended to be a Democrat. <laughs> but, um, so I came up with this idea. I'm like sitting there going, Ed Till. How does Ed Till, how do I get Ed Till? Ed Till. Ed Till. That's what he does on his show. He plays these liners. Ed Till. Ed Till. Ed Till. You ever listen to his show? That's what he does. That's all he does. He plays liners talking about himself. <laughs> it's the strangest thing I've ever listened to. So, no, it's not the strangest thing I've ever listened to. That's the Dez show, kids. I I stand corrected. The Dez show is the most insane thing I've ever listened to. But here's here's what I did. I decided, okay, well, let's do this. So I went in, and I created an Ed Till account. I went in, and I created Ed Till, an Ed Till username and password. Went in, took a bunch of his pictures that were sizable for Fiverr, created a Fiverr account. Ed Till, bang, Ed Till, he's right there. And I'm like, hmm, Ed Till. So 
I created the account. I put the exact same. I basically went and copy and pasted his his gigs. Went and did everything. Put it together. And then I got on uh, Twitter. Because, of course, I've been blocked on Twitter by Fiverr. Uh, there's all sorts of things that have happened. So I'm like, hmm, how do I do this? So I thought, here's what we'll do. Here's what we do. We go in. We go in. And we create an Ed Till Twitter account. This is perfect. Ed Till Twitter account. So I go in, create an Ed Till account. I send, I put his account that I've got and his new one. Well, I put, I put, I put his Starcom one and the one I just created. And I tweet both of them to Fiverr and to Fiverr support. And I say, hey, I've got multiple accounts. I'm the first person in the history of Fiverr to have multiple accounts. <laughs> now, the best possible thing that could happen here was Ed is booted from Fiverr. Let's get bang gone. And I'm like, you know, that's not a bad idea. Let's boot him. Let's get him gone. So I go ahead and I do that. And then I think, eh, you know what's probably going to happen here. <laughs> They're probably going to keep him. So I'm like, hmm, what happens then? Well, and I thought, hell, here's here's what we'll do. There's two Ed Till accounts. There's the real one, and there's the one I just made. If they manage to stand the test of time, (laughs) here's what I do. I take the money from the one Ed Till account. I buy Ed's gigs. Ed's going to send me audio. He's going to send me video of him doing the ads. Like somebody comes in and they're like, well, I want you to promote my Indiegogo campaign. Okay. So I go over to Ed and I send him, you know, the money. I say, oh, there we go. Promote my Indiegogo. So he does it, sends it back. I send it to this person. Now, in the long run... I'm probably not going to make any money doing this, <laughs> but it would be hilarious. So I go ahead and I give it 24 hours, and I'm like, well, let's go check it. So I go to check it, and I notice my account is gone. I'm like, what happened there? And then I go in, and I look his account over, and it's gone too. And I'm like, oh, well, my job's done here. So I am patiently waiting to see him go nuts, lose his mind on Fiverr, on his show. And I'll have updates on that. (laughs) And we'll put that on the air here. Well, that is that. We are going to take a brief time out here. And uh, when we come back, we will jump into it. We will uh, uh, jump into it with both feet, as they say. I don't know who's saying it. Don't know why they're saying it, but they are indeed saying it. And uh, we will be back. We will chat with, uh, I believe, Alange. Alange.
Oh well, the jig, jig, jig. The jig is a jag. Oh well, the jig, jig, jig. The jig is a jag. Oh well, the jig, jig, jig. The jig is a jag. Jig, 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 we're going to go ahead and let him introduce himself, then we'll talk a little bit about why he's here. Go ahead and jump in there, my friend, and give us a brief introduction on yourself. Uh, my name is Delange Simmons Munard, and I used to be an investor. Now I change from being an investor to being an entertainer. Well, uh, t- 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 tell us a little bit about uh, your background here. Uh, my background, I was born in Haiti, and I came here. It's been almost 35 years. And uh, since then, I've progressed, I've made money, I've made millions of dollars and lose everything, and now I'm starting all over again. Now, uh, take us through that whole thing. Uh, it, it's not been too long. Before, before the market crashed, I had a couple of millions of dollars invested, and I have invested in money all over the place in Georgia and New York, Orlando, Florida, and everywhere. And when the market crashed, I've lost everything I had. But something stuck to me, though. One stranger that I've met saw me in a hotel lobby. His name is Joe Crackbeck. And he saw me in the lobby on the phone. He called, he was waiting for me to finish speaking on the phone, and he walked up to me and asked me if I could sing. And I told him, no, I, I'm not a singer. But the thing that he did was he wrote down a phone number of the of a record label company and the phone number and gave it to me and rushed out. And I called him back because he didn't put his phone number. Then he came back, write his phone number down, and rushed out. But he stopped and told me, hey, sir, do not forget to invite me in your first concert. And after I lost everything, two years after, I remember this guy. Then I joined the entertainment business, and here I am. It's an amazing story. Now, uh, t- t- take us through. Uh, take us through this. How did you make your big comeback? My big comeback was easy. The thing is, whenever someone wants want something, you will always find a way to do it. But when you don't, you will always find an excuse. So when I remember this guy and I moved from New York to Orlando, I didn't come here to work nine to five. So I went on the internet and looked for voice coach and I found a voice coach. Then I took voice lesson, uh, speech lesson and acting. And uh, next thing I know, I was on full, hours on full cell academy, playing movies, and I've been sitting. I have two cities out: a Christmas city and a pop city. I turn Broadway music into pop, and then uh, it's very fun. And I also have a, a, a video coming out. Well, tell us a little bit about your uh, your your Christmas album. We'll start with that one. Tell us about that. Album is is wonderful. Uh, I have uh, 
I have uh, Holy Knight on it. I have Adeste Fidelis and Holy Knight, there's a French version of it called Minuit Chrétien. I have it also, and I also have Mr. Gwench in it. It's fantastic. And it's out there on, on, it's on YouTube, uh, Vimeo, Reverb Nation, Fever, Facebook, everywhere. Well, tell us, tell us a little bit about uh, the, the, the other albums you have available. The other album I have available is, I wasn't to show how, how the, the older market would perceive my, my Broadway style. So I took a couple of Broadway music and turned them into pop so I could integrate the new generation, the millennials in it. And it is fantastic. That's the one that I do have a, a video coming out for. And it is beautiful. I could wait for the video to come out. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live, talking a little bit about uh, his music and uh, everything else. Now, uh, you, you've, you've had an interesting struggle. Uh, how? Kind of share with us some life lessons that you have. Life lesson is I've known both ends of the of the spectrum. I've been broke. I've been rich. I've, I've had a lot of money, but I'd rather be rich than being broke. So, so one thing I need to tell everyone is dreams do not have a deadline. Do not ever put a deadline on your dream. So now it's been five years since I've started this, and I'm having an, an amazing time. I'm having fun doing what I love. That's what success is. You know, having fun doing what you love. It's been five years. Now I cannot be happier. I have two cities out, and life is good. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live talking about his music and uh, also sharing with us uh, some, some survival stories here of uh, how he was able to make it back in, in the music business. Um, you, you've done so much. What, what's, what, what's been some of the things you've learned over time? What I've learned is not to take anything for granted in life. Any little thing, do not take anything for granted. And as I said before, we have to remember that dreams do not have a deadline and do not put a cap on your dreams. And whatever you need to do, you will always find a reason to do it. But when you don't want to do it, you will always find an excuse. So try not to find an excuse to do anything that you love. We've got a, a great guest with us today. Before we let you go, how do we find you online? Oh, you could... You, if you go on my Facebook page, Lounge Sermons Millionaire, you will find my, my Christmas album. It's Mill Christmas Angels. And you could find me on email river not fever i meant to say and river river nation facebook and youtube everywhere we've got a, a great guest with us today thanks for being with us and uh, have yourself a wonderful holiday thank you sir thank you for having me james thank, thank you. you much have a good day
Welcome back to the world famous Chicky Jaguar Radio Program. I believe we have the band Troy on the line as we continue our Jiggy Jaguar Christmas special, hour number one here in our big program. And uh, go ahead and give us a brief introduction on the band Troy, my friend. Tell me all about it. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, yeah, man, you've got Troy on the line. Uh, my, my name's Cord. I do the vocals and uh, guitar. Uh, and the guys can't be with me today, but, uh, you know, we got Kyle Gerth on guitar with me. Um, Kane Ransom, who I've known since we were wee little guys, uh, plays bass. And then Eric Milan, a Chicago native, uh, behind the kit. So I'm happy to be here with you guys, man. Now, uh, tell me about the band. How did, how did uh, the band get started, all that stuff? Oh, the band got started, whew. I have to say, back when me and Kane first met, uh, you know, in fifth grade, we were kind of arguing about rock music and grew up and uh, eventually, you know, formed a band with some uh, other guys from our small town called Pleasant Hope. Uh, and then through a few years, you know, I mean, we just had a lot of fans really support us and, and uh, the project built. And sure enough, ten, ten years later, we're here, you know, still out and playing and uh, and having a lot of fun. We've got the band Troy with us today here in our broadcast. A uh, now is is there a uh, I guess meaning behind Troy or uh, is it just a cool band name? Uh, really, man, it's multifaceted, but it, it really is an acronym. Uh, the reality of yourself, which is based off that thought manifest reality. You know how you how you approach your day to day thought patterns will eventually manifest your your perception of uh, reality you know um, and so it really shaped us as human beings uh, and it became a, a great monologue to kind of uh, steer this thing head on as we uh, try to grip our own fate a little bit but well we're going to play some Troy we've got more coming up here on the big program
with God's Troy with us today here in our big broadcast, Coast to Coast to Border to Border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and of course the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app. Now, um, you guys are, uh, are, are doing a lot of cool things. I, I, I know that you guys, uh, just recently played a show in Wichita, Kansas. How'd that go for you? Yeah, man. Uh, definitely having a lot of fun uh, with what's going on with us lately and got to get up there to Wichita which was uh, really cool you know we've gotten to be up there a few times um, and last weekend was nothing uh, short of awesome dude we got to play with Friday's Waiting uh, and Shiner a couple of you know your guys' best talented rock bands in my opinion um, and it was just a blessing to be invited up to, to rock you know <laughs> good lord uh you know, Wichita's definitely got a nice, tough, nailed group of community rockers, it seems like. And, uh, definitely. We definitely are looking for more support up there. Uh. Now, uh, Troy, now, now you guys have been up with, uh, uh, you, you've been doing all sorts of things, touring all over the country. T- tell me a little bit about some of the different places you've played. Oh, man, you know, we've we've gotten to, of course, you know, kind of, journey around we've been doing a lot of regional stuff this last fall but uh we've definitely enjoyed la you know that was one of the best places that we got to go explore um we got out there and recorded an album uh with jay bumgarner uh who's a really great producer at nrg studios um and you know we just dropped our recent new album since winning that national battle of the bands uh battle two worlds and that's that's what we're really out there supporting right now but, now, uh, now tell me, tell me, tell me about this. Uh, tell me about this battle of the bands that that you guys participated in. Yeah, uh, Ernie Ball uh, puts on a uh, a lot of uh, battle of the bands that can promote you know up and coming artists of different genres, and we put in ourselves for a competition that was for uproar, uh, the festival, and out of you know a thousand or so bands, we got selected out of the nation uh, as the number one and. Uh, you know, we've since then gotten to be endorsed through Ernie Ball, and they've been just an awesome, awesome uh, family within the rock community, man. You talk about taking care of us and, and making us feel warm and treated well. Uh, the experience has been just nothing short of amazing. But. So this today, we've got Cord from the band Troy with us today here in our broadcast, coast to coast and border to border at... Uh, the Jiggy Jaguar app, also JiggyJaguar.com. Now, you guys have uh, have have put a lot of time and effort into uh, this latest album. Tell me a little bit about that that process. Well, you know, it, it really came um, from like a couple years in the making, uh, somewhat even longer. But you know, we were meant to reshape kind of our direction as a band, and this album kind of showed that. You know, and two worlds to us is basically, you know, getting sucked out of one reality and into another. Um, And some people go through that with their day-to-day lives, you know, uh, whether it be the social media to real life or, or, you know, any interaction. And I think uh, it's something that's relatable, and the music definitely hits me in the soul. Uh, uh, It really comes from the heart as far as uh, some of the songs. You know, I had definitely gone through some traveling experiences and tried to tried to push those through it so it's kind of cool really fun the band troy with us today joining us live here in a broadcast we're going to play love hate death here in a few moments tell me about this track oh man this track's just <laughs> about 
choosing sides too quickly, basically, you know. It's, uh, it's about getting caught in that situation on the wrong side when you know you shouldn't have spoke up so soon. But uh, everybody's got their place and their time, and, you know, this is a good one to bang the head to, I think. <laughs> well, here we go. It's Love, Hate, Death. It is Troy, and it is here on Music Monday. got Troy with us today here in our broadcast, coast to coast and border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and Stitcher. And uh, you guys are, are out there on the road making things happen, doing all sorts of things. Uh, any any big plans for the new year? Oh, yeah, man. We got an awesome uh, shindig lined up for the new year thrown in with um, some local friends of ours up here at uh, Misty's in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, and we're just going to ring in the new year with that and um, and really trying to uh, come into 2016 with a good push on uh, on radio format, man. And we really appreciate you having us on there at K-Sun. It uh, really means a lot. Uh, 
really cool stuff, dude. Well, you guys are uh, are making some stuff happen. Uh, before we let you go, I want to uh, play one more track here. Tell me about the reality of yourself, the reckoning. Yeah, um, the reckoning, man. It's just a song that means a lot to me. Written about love, uh, my family war, and, and the loyalty that comes with uh, with that. You know, and uh, basically, it came from a story that uh, was in the back back burner of our family for a long time, and uh, and I turned it into a song because it just really hit me in the heart. And we've really been pushing it because uh, it definitely has that kind of modern day uh, Bon Jovi feel a little bit, you know. Uh, it's definitely something that you, you take home to grandma, so to speak. Well, here we go. It is The Reckoning. I appreciate you being with us today. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Jig Jag, man. Appreciate, appreciate it, it brother. Have yourself a wonderful day. We're going to play The Reckoning here on the program. Yeah, I was just a boy back then. 
of each coin. Explain how to pay for things. For example, if they find a toy at the store that costs $2.75, show how they would need two $1 bills plus three quarters to pay for this purchase. You can even let them make the exchange at the checkout counter. It's important for your children to understand how you earn money when you go to work and also how that money pays for housing, food, and the many fun activities your family enjoys. Explain to them the benefits of having a job and help them appreciate the reason you leave the house each morning. Tie their allowance to weekly chores done around the house to help them learn the concept of earning their own money. For more great resources to help you create unlimited wealth and happiness, visit our website at crackingyourmoneycode.com. I'm Heather Wagenhals. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. Welcome back to this special edition of the world famous Chiggy Chekmar radio program, coast to coast and border to border, on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and Stitcher. Thanks for joining us today. We are live as live can get to Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 p.m. Mountain Standard from, of course, the KJAG Radio Studios in Hutchinson, Kansas. JiggyJaguar.com is the official website. Selected editions will be appealing, appearing on the iHeartRadio app and 50-plus uh, AM FM stations throughout the country and around the world. We've got a great guest with us today. We're going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves, then we'll talk a little bit about why they're here. Go ahead and jump in there, my friend, and give us a brief introduction on yourself. Hello, James. Yes, hello. Go ahead and give us a brief right, introduction, my friend. I lost you for a second. Hey, this is Joel Martin. Now, uh, Joel's with us today. He joins us live here on the broadcast. And uh, there is a lot going on with uh, with your band. Tell us a little bit about the band and, and everything with it. Sure. Um, well, I front a band called The Running Jumps. Uh, we've been together since uh, the beginning of 2012 out here in Los Angeles. Uh, we have uh, one full-length record called The Consciousness Set, but... Over the last few weeks, we've been releasing a couple singles we just recorded recently. So uh, at the beginning of November, we released a single called uh, I Hope You're Feeling Fine. And this Friday, we're about to release another single called Riddles and Whirlpool. And uh, then we also have a big single release party next Thursday that's in Los Angeles. Um, so it's good times. So we're pretty excited about stuff right now. Well, how did you guys uh, get together as a group? How did this whole thing get started for you? Well, it's, it's it's pretty much my deal. I mean, like I'm the main songwriter and the main person, but uh, and I literally got to handpick uh, the people that I wanted in the band. So my good friend Dave Johnstone's the drummer, and we've worked in a bunch of projects before. And so I I basically picked him and my friend Todd McDermott, who I'd played in a, another band with, and uh, was a big fan of the bass player Jordan and his other band Mini Bar that uh, folks may know of. They have several great records. And I literally, you know, in 2009, I went to each one of them and said, I'm starting a band at some point very soon, and you're going to be in it. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad that you made that announcement to all of them. <laughs> I did. And then uh, it took me a little while to get all the songs together but uh, and the concept and the whole deal. But, uh, you know, at the end of 2011, I told them that the time was near, and um, then we had our first gig in January 2012, so um, pretty good. And we've been you know, completely active since then, which has been nice. It's been a real pleasure to keep the same bunch of guys together for the last you know, almost four years. 
Well, uh, we're going to play some of your uh, some of your tracks here in a few moments. Tell us a little bit about uh, some some of the different themes and different things that you cover in your music. Sure. Well, you know, the, the, I'm hugely influenced by a lot of '60s psychedelia, so a lot of the the music, um, you know, I want to kind of portray a, a uplifting or positive message. Uh, in the songs, um, you know, it's it's certainly a huge part of my musicality to enjoy things like Elliot Smith or Radiohead and and uh, you know stuff that's pretty moody and and dark. But uh, you know, when I was writing the material uh, that we do, uh, for me, just the message that I want to put out there, I want to keep it really positive and and uh, kind. We've got a uh, great guest with us today joining us here on the telephone, talking a little bit about his band. Now, uh, you guys uh, got this band put together. What's been some of the different challenges that the band's had in front of it? Ooh, well, really just getting out there. I mean, there's so much music in the world coming from everywhere, but then also just being based in Los Angeles, um, you know, where everybody plays guitar and uh, has a band and a CD themselves, you know, it's hard to go to the market and not be in line with 10 people that have records. Uh, so it's, I think that's probably the, the worst of it. And then also just the financial situations of, of making music. I mean, out here on the West Coast, it's very difficult to put tours together because, you know, yes. we're in Los Angeles and, you know, San Francisco is you know, a long ways and a lot of gas away, and then the next big station after that is, like, Oregon. So uh, it's very hard to do, you know, road trips with your band like that. So we've, we've gotten out and done one big uh, jaunt, but, um, you know, the, just the financial aspect has been pretty challenging as well. We've got a uh, great band with us today joining us on the telephone. Now, uh, how do you guys, uh, how do we get a hold of you guys online and uh, connect with you guys and all that? Well, we're pretty active. We, we have a Facebook page, so uh, facebook.com forward slash The Running Jump. Uh, we also have a SoundCloud page. But I'd, I'd say the, the main hub is the Facebook page. We also do have our own website, and our, our debut record is streaming in its entirety there. Uh, we kind of keep that up for everybody. But, uh, you know, you can get our, our CD and uh, shirt and posters and everything uh, on the website. Um, but uh, definitely everybody should feel free to come by the Facebook page and say hi. I pretty much manage it, so if you drop a line, you'll be getting me. Now, uh, t- tell us a little bit about some of this music. We're going to play some of that here in a few moments, or we're going to attempt to play some of it here in a few moments. Oh, okay. Well, what are you going to play? Uh, I'm, I'm going to play a lot of the Christmas stuff, since this is a Christmas-themed uh, Christmas-themed interview, but uh, kind of kind of tell us a little bit about some of the Christmas stuff you guys are doing. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, um, you know that that just turned that was just a really fun project that I actually started a few years ago, and um, we decided to start a project called Burning Yule, and uh, the, the that's the uh, um, the first stuff that we did it features Dave Johnstone on drums. And then I actually play all the other instruments on it. And uh, I did it all, you know, top to bottom in my uh, bedroom, you know, all recorded there. Um, 
and uh, just uh, went to town, you know, had a great time. And then actually after we did our first four-song EP, um, I have a, a great friend named Maria who's in Australia who was leading a great band called the uh, um, uh, the Undecided by Default. And um, she had a Christmas-themed uh, CD that she put out called Rock Against, uh, I don't know if I can work blue, but uh, Rock Against Bullshit. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, so uh, she was doing this every year and getting a lot of great, very talented people together um, to, to donate music for her CD. And so uh, by those, you had to come originally. So I, I, I wrote a couple songs for uh, two different years. And the first one was uh, um, Santa's Doing Acid on My Couch. <laughs> that is awesome. It was a lot of fun. I'm not really sure where the inspiration came from it, but uh, it came, you know, popped into my head one day, and it's a, it's a whole song about, you know, a guy who's gone out and had a big party, and you know, is uh, uh, done a lot of imbibing, and then he comes home and he finds his doors open, and is it a burglar? Is what's going on? No, it's Santa, and Santa broke in and started cranking up all his Rush records and making a mess of the place. So um, you hate to see you know, that. That's that, that song. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, the last, the last one that we did, um, that I did was uh, um, Santa, are you my dad? Um, and that follows the tale of another uh, gentleman who uh, realizes that it's very possible that uh, his mother had kind of uh, had his way forcefully with Santa Claus. Uh, and uh, and that Santa was actually his father. So. <laughs> now now with this, um, you guys you guys have got a lot of cool things going with uh, with, with a lot of this music. What, what's been the reaction to the music so far? Uh, it's all been really positive, you know, uh, uh, especially in our community of like-minded people. You know, uh, there's there's a pretty strong power pop scene in Los Angeles. And, um, you know, we're, we're pleased to share it with some of our friends like the Cherry Blue Storms and Plastic Soul, uh, Brandon Schott, uh, our good buddy Robbie Rist, who uh, has a band called Ballsy Tomorrow, uh, Vampire Bunnies. These are just all really good friends that we, we get to do a lot of shows with. Um, and uh, so it's, it's nice because I think for a lot of years, you know, we weren't really feeling a lot of community, and now all of a sudden that's sort of shifted, and so there actually are a lot of good bands that we just love to go out and play with. So, um, you know, that's been great. Again, it's just hard to get noticed, you know. Um, we're doing a big push with these singles that the Running Jumps are releasing um, because we feel that those are just super strong and very, you know, well recorded. We we just got to record them at uh, New Monkey Studios out here in Los Angeles, which was Elliot Smith's studio that he started before he died, and uh, you know, got to use all of their amazing vintage equipment, their old Trident A range board. It just sounds fantastic. So we're really trying to get those two songs out to the people, and um, you know, hopefully, hopefully something will happen. We'll get to get to get some kind of money coming in to do more songs and maybe maybe some more touring 
Well, uh, you guys, you guys have uh, put a lot into all this. Uh, what's been some of the different feedback you've gotten from fans so far? Um, just keep, you know, it's it's when, you know, our music is a little quirky, so uh, um, the fans of the, you know, the the, the the when the people who like the music that I like come up and recognize the jellyfish influence or the XC influence. Um, that's always really special because, you know, the, the bands that we put a lot of, the bands that we like put a lot of effort into their music, and so I think that gives us to put a lot of effort into our music, and when people recognize that effort, um, you know, that's, that's something that I deeply appreciate. Well, uh, I appreciate you making time for us today. We're going to play some of your music right now. I'm going to let you go because I know you've got a, a, a busy day ahead of you, but we're going to play some of your music. Cool. I, I appreciate you being with us today. Definitely. Well, uh, I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Have a happy holiday, my friend. Cool. Cheers. Take care of yourself. Thank you much. We're going to play some of the music here in a few moments. If you want to get a hold of us on Facebook, you can do so. Facebook.com slash the Jiggy Jaguar. We are, uh, <laughs> we are attempting to, uh, to put some stuff together here. Um, our brand new app is coming very soon. If you want to get a hold of us on that, you can do so. It's at J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R. We're going to take a brief time out. When we come back, we're going to play some of the runabouts, some of their Christmas stuff here on the big program. an impact online, GoDaddy.com has what you need. .com names as low as $1.99 plus world-class hosting, fast and easy website builders, and much more. Plus, enter code POD88 when you check out and save an additional 10% on your web hosting order. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. You can hear the Jiggy Jaguar radio show while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is a free news and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download Stitcher to hear the Jiggy Jaguar radio show, you have a chance to win some money. Downloading is quick and easy. Just find Stitcher in the App Store. Download it. It's free and it just takes a few seconds. Then during registration, hit the promo code box and enter Jiggy Jaguar. That's J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R to get automatically entered to win 100 bucks. The latest episode of the show will be waiting for you and your favorites. You'll get access to lots of other amazing shows, too. Always available to you on demand. No syncing. It's Stitcher Spot Radio. Don't forget to enter the cover code Jiggy Jaguar. J-I-G-G-Y G-E-G-U-A-R when you're registered. Barbecue. How do you? 
you barbecue, grill or smoke, or even use your oven, there's one sure way to make it great every time, all the time. Jordan's Juice Barbecue Sauce. Jordan's is a unique blend of seasoning. It doesn't mask the flavor of the food. Jordan's enhances the taste of not just any meats. It makes a great dip. Drizzle it on vegetables, hash browns, and eggs. Jordan's Juice Barbecue Sauce comes in mild, medium, and hot. Find it on the web at jordanproductions.net or just Google Jordan's Juice. Go on. Juice it up with Jordan's. Hello, everybody. I'm Kip Marlowe, author of The Entrepreneur's Success and Sacrifice. If you're interested in starting a business, growing your current one, or just need some inspiration, this is the book for you. Learn the secrets of success from entrepreneurs like Arlene Neen, who just started her seventh company at the age of 96. Order it at ecrsuccess.com or at Amazon and learn 22 stories of ordinary people who became wildly successful. It could change your life.
That's Burning Yule. It is the world-famous Chiggy Chegwire radio program right now, rocking around the Christmas tree as we continue.
We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we've got more here on the big broadcast, Coast to Coast and Motor to Motor. Welcome back to the big broadcast, coast to coast and border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and the official brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store, Android Marketplace, all that fun stuff. Thanks for tuning in to the big broadcast from the KJAG Radio Studios in Hutchinson, Kansas, where live is live can get Monday through Friday, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 p.m. Mountain Standard, and of course, 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com. Our brand new free droid app, as I mentioned, is available at JiggyJaguar.us. Stream the show live, 24-7 replay, and of course, exclusive news, all by downloading our app at JiggyJaguar.us. Selected editions on the iHeartRadio app. 50-plus AM FM stations in the big network. And, of course, our telephone number, 267-22-JIGGY. On-demand, commercial-free podcast, $5 a month. From our website, it's red link on the homepage, com. We've got a great guest with us today. We're going to be uh, doing a, a cool little music profile today here on our broadcast. And uh, I'm going to go to the telephone, let him introduce himself, and we'll talk a little bit about why he's here. So go ahead and jump in there, my friend, and give us a brief introduction on yourself. All right, how's it going, James? Uh, thanks for having me today. I'm Mark Ryan with Fire. We are based out of Los Angeles, but we spend a lot of time here in the Midwest doing some touring. Of course, in the great city of Wichita, uh, playing a lot around the circuits. Um, it's, uh, James invited us here on the show today to talk a little bit about our future projects, uh, what we got coming up. So, now you guys, uh, how, how did you guys get started as a group? How did this whole thing come together for you? Uh, we actually came up on five years this uh, this past July. So we started back in 2010. We started in Derby, Kansas, of all places. Derby, and, Kansas, uh, the rolling city of yeah, Derby, Kansas. I know, I know <laughs> man. It's, uh, it's most famous for its, its massive uh, pool, and uh, I'm not sure what else. Um, but, uh, yeah, we started, uh, you just met on Craigslist. Um, band went through a lot of changes. I met a guitar player. Uh, we uh, we kind of hatched this project in our head. I uh, want to do something a little bit different. He kind of left, and I've been I picked it up and kept doing it. Now, uh, how does how does that uh, you basically then go find more people to be in the band, or how, how does that work? It was an interesting situation. It was kind of uh, it was transition. I would have one guy who would stay, or he would move to a different instrument, and then another guy would come in, and maybe that guy would leave, and then he would eventually transition to another instrument. So it was it was actually kind of. Uh, Kind of an interesting series of events that, that led to us here today. Now, you guys have been uh, touring all over the place. What's what's been the reaction like uh, going all over the country and uh, doing some stuff here in the Midwest? Um, I mean, as opposed to one another, um, you know, each city has its own vibe. Each city is a little bit different. Um, some we've done 
we've had great crowds, um, really responded to. Our music's really gone over really well. I'd say Chicago, uh, Vegas, places like that. And, uh, you know, other cities, um, just a little bit different. Each city has a different vibe, so... Now with uh with all this stuff comes social media. Uh I have I have uh <laughs> I have had some interesting things happen this week on social media, but uh as as a musician, how does uh how does social media how do, is that an important part of the band or how, how does that work? I say in today's market it's I I would describe it as being integral, you know, um but I also think that that platform and that facility is changing a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, in order to in order to really get people to respond to what you're doing, playing live is going to be you know your most lucrative outlet. You know, however, uh, Facebook page, a Reverb Nation, a Twitter, these are all things that not only keep you closely connected with your current fans, but open you up to a broader audience as well. So I would say it's it's very important, but it's not the only thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, uh, you you guys have uh, have amassed a lot of uh, of a fan following. Um, tell me about some of the different networking things that you do besides social media and playing shows. And how, how do you kind of amass the fan following that you have? Oh man, we know we're still. I, I, I consider it to be still very much in the, the the formal learning phase of you know how this business works and how to reach more people with your music. I mean, we're old school in a lot of ways. We'll go to a town, we'll hang up flyers, you know, we'll walk the streets, we'll hand out our business cards. Especially, uh, this, this past summer, we were in Columbus, Ohio. You know, we're just walking down the streets, uh, you know, passing out our business cards, passing in time and place for the show on the back of the card. You know, doing it very old school. Um, it, it's really, it's really one of those things, the fun part of this business is learning how to network your band. There's really no one right way or, or wrong way. It's just the way that suits you best. That's cool. That's cool. Now, uh, what? When did the days <laughs> since you've been in the music business for a while? When did the right. days of going out and promoting your band and using flyers and all these different things? When did that change and and become Facebook? Because <laughs> there's a lot of these there's a lot of these promoters around these parts and. Uh, uh, a lot of folks that I work with and some that I don't work with that they're using Facebook. And I'm like, what happened to the days of you got a flyer printed and went out and put that stuff up? And there were street teams and there were record shops you put that stuff in. And I understand, you know, that there's not a lot of record stores and things. Although in Wichita there still is, you know, a, a good amount yeah. of, of hidden hidden places where you can uh, advertise. But uh, wh- wh- when did the days of the flyer disappear? I um, miss those I, days. I, 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 it's, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm an authority on the subject, but I would say when the cell phone came into, uh, you know, circulation and became so ubiquitous, the best place the way to get a person's attention who is, you know, we, we have to look at our phones, our laptops, that's the way we stay in touch, it's the way yeah. a lot of us work. So, you know, in order to get someone's attention, it's going to be a lot quicker to fly that flyer across, you know, the screen or post it up on that wall, you yeah. know, to get people's attention in that way. So, I don't know, I'm not really authority on that subject, but uh, there are still street teams. It's interesting, there are still street teams. A lot of bands still employ that. Um, we haven't used it quite as much, but a lot of our contemporaries, a lot of our peers, I've seen use it, and you know, they've suggested it. Is uh, these things are still very much they exist, uh, they just may not be as predominant or as visible as they once were. Yeah. 
We've got a, a great guest with us today joining us on the telephone. Mark joins us talking about uh, this incredible, incredible band that he's got. We're going to play some of their tunes here in a few moments. Um, I, I know that with the the world of, uh, we were talking, you know, the flyer world there and the, the digital world. Right. I know you mentioned Reverb Nation, SoundCloud, all these things. Um, I remember when MySpace went from being a social network to being a place where all these bands were using it. And it was a really good band tool. Um, what what did did you notice changed, and why why did people start going to places like Reverb Nation, SoundCloud, and things like that? What what was what was the change, at least, for instance, with with your band and different bands you worked with? Like I said, once again, I can only speak from my own personal experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I only jumped onto the, the online thing, uh, I, I would say maybe about five, six years ago. I didn't have a Facebook profile or anything like that until about five, yeah. six years ago. And, uh, you know, so it was something that was, it was relatively, and it still is somewhat relatively, somewhat new to me. I would say, um, it, it's an outlet for people to, it, it, you can, you can condense all of your music, your videos, you know, everything you want people to see in one, you know, place. You can you can put it all in one place, and that's the great thing about reverb. Reverb, especially SoundCloud, is mostly just music. Yeah. Uh, it's your track. Um, but reverb is a great place to condense everything that you have all in one place. We've got uh, Mark Bryant with us today, Fifth Fire, and uh, we're going to play "Take Me Home" here in a few moments. Tell me about this track. Uh, "Take Me Home" was uh, I think the second single off of uh, the album we released uh, just this past August, Melagnia. Uh, Take Me Home was something that had been around for a while, uh, but we kind of bounced some ideas around, kind of came to fruition, I think, about early 2014. Um, I don't know if I like to, to really discuss what the songs are about too much. I'd like to leave that open to interpretation, but uh, definitely, uh, definitely a fun track, I'd like to think. Well, here we go. It's Take Me Home, and uh, we're going to be back with Mark and uh, chat more about Fifth Fire. We've got more coming up here on our broadcast. Seems to ease my bone. Fresh your feelings on my skin, heal 
Welcome back to the big broadcast, coast to coast, border to border, on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and of course the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app, available at JiggyJaguar.us. We've got a great guest with us today, Mark Bryant joins us today, talking about the band The Fifth Fire, and uh, these guys started this, uh, you started this whole thing back in 2010, Uh, you've been all over the country, Uh, tell me about some of your musical influences. Oh, you know, they've, uh, they've been collided and kind of changed over time. Uh, you know, mine always started with uh, a core of a lot of 60s groups, a lot of 90s groups. So I've always set our music a little bit 90s-centric. So I think, uh, if anything, we might, you know, we might be the forebearers of the 90s revivalist uh, thing going on recently here. So I, I would say a lot of 90s band influenced the uh, Fifth Fire's music. Now, uh, Fifth Fire has has played all over the country, all over the world. You guys have done some amazing things. Uh, what what's some advice that you would give up and coming artists that that are trying to get their music out there, trying to get noticed? Um, you know, it's it's always an interesting question because I still feel like we're very much on the climb. You know, so I feel like yeah. we might be in a better position to be the recipients of advice, but. 
if I were to, um, I would say make sure you really want it. Um, focus on songwriting intently, um, because after all said and done, you know, the promotion, the hype, the hyperbole, that's going to be what's going to put dinner on the table, so to speak. Um, focus on your live set, you know, focus on your live show, um, you know, accentuate parts of your personality and parts of your personas that you get to see amongst each other that you know the crowd will resonate with in some way. Because it's always a very human, emotional experience of music, and um, it's always important to stay in touch with the core of that. So as from a bureaucratic standpoint, uh, a promotional standpoint, marketing, I'm still figuring that out myself, James, so I really can't, I can't be an authority on that subject. <laughs> We've got Mark Bryant with us today and uh, talking about the Fifth Fire. They are a fantastic, fantastic musical group. Um, you've heard the term starving artists. How do you cope with major obstacles? Uh, I, I think it depends on the obstacle. Um, you, at, at the core of everything, for me individually, it's a belief in what we're doing. It's a belief in what we're trying to say. It's a belief in the stories that we're trying to tell. Um, and if you always revert back to that when you do face those obstacles, you know that's usually the motivation and the inspiration you need to, to persevere. Uh, but usually it just depends on the obstacle. Look at it from a few different points of view. Talk to some people. You know, talk to people that are in the business. Talk to people that aren't necessarily in the business, but that you know, your loved ones, your friends, your close friends, people that care about you, things like that. So it really just depends. We've got the fifth fire with us today. Mark Bryant joins us here on the broadcast. Um, how much creative control have you had over over the music? Uh, since you guys started the band, I know that you mentioned that you have members come in and leave. Um, is is it pretty much all boiled down to you? Or are you pretty much the 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 go to guy at the end of the day? I would say, you know, um, wholly, uh, it, it's my vision to some extent. But these guys, like I don't, you know, I, I don't really play any instrument with any precision. I play the keyboards a little bit, but um, that's just for a writing purpose and. You know, these guys, these great guitar players and great, uh, you know, drummers and so forth that have come through the band, they've all added something, and they've helped me grow. So I would say wholly as far as artistically, um, ideologically, things like that, yes, it is my vision, but these guys have all made major, major contributions into what you see in here today. So it's very much a collaborative effort. Mark Bryant with us today, The Fifth Fire, and... Uh talking about the band, talking about the group. Uh, they're originally from Derby, Kansas, which I think is awesome, but uh, they are uh, now uh, out of uh, Los Angeles, and they're putting all sorts of different things out there and, and getting their getting their message across and making it happen. Um, art and music has an impact on both young and old. Everyone loves a celebrity. Um, what advice do do you have to... Folks that want to get into the music industry, and and some of the misconceptions about the music industry, because you you've been at it now for a little bit, and I'm sure when you got into right. it, compared to what you're doing now, it's totally different. Yeah, absolutely. The business has uh, changed in so many ways. You know, I grew up reading uh, biographies of my favorite artists, and you know, wanting to emulate not only their you know their uh, their music, but their 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 experiences. And, um, you know, you, you realize along a certain way that it doesn't necessarily work that way. You kind of have to forge your own path. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens, that, you know, for, for instance, our lineup changes. Um, you don't hear about that so much, you know, when you look back on the bios and the stories of bands, but it's something that does happen. 
and uh, you know you just kind of have to keep going and and so forth and things and things like that. So um, you know, it's 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 changed. The business has really changed um, in some ways for the better and in some ways for not. But um, you know, I think we always still find our way back to uh, you know things going things are cyclical. You know, so you find your way back to where you started, and then you you, you go to the other point too. So it's full circle. We've got a great guest with us today, Mark Bryant, from the great, great group, The Fifth Fire. Join us today here on our music showcase. Um, what's your stance on how to get the public to support live music, a local music, and, and go out and see more shows? Do you have any ideas on this? Like I said, we're still very much in the learning phase. Uh, on tour, you know, you, uh, you, you see the highs and the lows of that. You'll go to a certain area and you'll get so much support. And, uh, you know, not to denigrate any, any scene or anything like that, but maybe another scene isn't quite as exclusive when it comes to that sort of entertainment. Um, so, I, you know, I, I personally think from having been out there on tour, from having been playing in these different cities, that people are looking for a more raw, immediate, emotional experience coming out of some of where pop culture has, has traveled to. So I think that actually on its own, live music as a concept, is becoming, I don't want to say fashionable because that carries so many, you know, uh, maybe negative traits with it, but, or connotations, but I, it's coming back. It's coming back as something that people want to do. And, as, you know, the younger generation is like, wow, you know, like, you know, like the first time you were, I would have saw Zeppelin or, or Nirvana or something like that, you know, that's, that's happening for them. They're like, wow, there's this whole concept, this whole medium happening that we're, is going to be completely new to them. So I think on its own, it's staging a comeback, James. We've got a great guest with us today, joining us today here in our music showcase as part of the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Mark Ryan with us today, The Fifth Fire, and uh, talking with them about the music industry and playing some of their tunes and uh, going back through this this whole thing. Um, music aside, do you have any other interests or talents that... Uh, You'd like to share with the listeners. How, how do you how do you relax? What do you do when you're away from the music, or is that ever oh, happening? <laughs> not really. When you're when you're away from it, you're thinking about it, even if you're trying not to. Um, I'm, yeah, I think we're all pretty much we're all pretty susceptible to the same, uh, you know, the, the, the same outlets. You know, video games, vacation, everything in between. You know, I actually. I really know that I actually trained to be a professional wrestler. Uh, <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. I am a gigantic, <laughs> gigantic wrestling mark. Yeah, I, <laughs> I am too. a gigantic uh, wrestling name. mark. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. It, it says it all. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's probably my second passion as far as uh, things I, you know, just, just being passionate about. But the music really that's awesome. It's a, it's a 24-7 job, of course. So, so did, did you, did you, did you, uh, where, 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 where did you go to train? Tell me about this. This is, this is opening an all-new world to me now to you, my friend. <laughs> I actually trained with, uh, you know, a lot of the younger fans don't know him, but he was, uh, he was an eight-time NWA champion. His name was Harley Race. Oh, you went out. You went out to Kansas City and trained with Arlie Race. That's awesome. Yeah, actually, he's uh, he he moved from there since. He's he's near uh, Jefferson City now. He's like in the middle of uh, middle of Missouri. Wow. Yeah, that was about back in 2006. Uh, Trevor Murdoch was up there. Teddy Biasi's son, um, Teddy Biasi Jr., who was of course part of Legacy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, later years, uh, he was he was in the class and. Uh, 
Curtis Axel came up there a little bit after. A couple other people, Bobby Fish had went through there. That's so, cool. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was a very cool experience. Um, very singular. Uh, you know, it's, uh, learned a lot about performance. Learned a lot about a lot of the aspects of the entertainment business that can apply to music. So it was very, very fascinating. Well, see, I've, I've, I've talked to other, uh, indie guys and I've, and I've talked, uh, one of my good friends, Sam Wilk, who uh, his brother Joe used to fight with Bellator, and now he's now he's going to do some stuff with UFC. Um, right. Sam used to always tell me that uh, the rumor that he'd heard or that he'd he'd talked to a few people is that if you weren't a certain height and you weren't a certain weight, um, Harley basically just considered you a jobber, and you weren't going to get the same treatment as the people who met his you know his his his. I guess perfect example. Is there any truth to that, or or did you see any of that when you were up there? Um, you know, it's a funny story. When I I, I called the school to kind of inquire about going, uh, the first person I talked to was Harley, and I you know <laughs> that's that's that, that's fantastic. You call him, he picks up the fantastic. <laughs> I, I know. It's it it one of those things you're like, is this really happening? You can start to really de- detect that gravelly voice that he was so famous. Oh yes. For. And uh, at one point he asked me, he's like, wait, he says, well, how big are you? You know, and I say about, oh, about 5'8", 175. And he just kind of goes silent. And you had that, react- oh, oh, no. You said, you should have embellished that a little <laughs> oh, bit. Oh, no. You know? Another, but, another, I, another I, Brian I, Danielson or CM Punk has called me. <laughs> Damn it. No, I, no, no, right, but, but, no, I didn't see that at all. I mean, having the time to be trained by the man who does, you know, I'll be honest, he doesn't do a lot of the in-ring training anymore because yeah. of his age. Yeah, um, he's got he bad hips well. and, and other things I've heard, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then he went through a lot of personal tragedies. Uh, yeah. He lost his wife earlier. Who was who was wonderful, wonderful human being, always very warm to me. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that at all. His head trainer was 5'8", um, 180 pounds. Well, that's you know, cool. About the size of Chris Jericho on a, on a, on a good day. <laughs> on you a know, good day. Um, he, he pushed him. Yeah, he pushed him as much as anybody else, you know, he had in the school. So I didn't see that at all. He was always great to me, always treated me as an equal, you know, never made my, never even mentioned my size. Yeah. At any point, so I, I didn't see that at all. Well, that's well, that's cool because I, I was kind of disappointed when 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 Sam told me that. I'm like sitting here going, really? I just because <laughs> you, you you hear you hear that about some places like. You know, you, you you hear that Vince McMahon has his you know standard standard type guy, and then you hear there's there's some other schools that I've I've talked to various guys on this show about, and they're like, well, yeah, if you don't fit the certain body type, they're going to job you out, or they're not going to show you as much. So I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that 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 Harley's not that way, and that, that was just maybe just yeah. Sam was bitter, <laughs> something <laughs> I don't know. Harley's a great guy, one of the finest human beings I've, I've had the pleasure of uh, working with. That absolutely. that's pretty cool. We're, we we've got a uh, great guest with us today, the fifth fire with us today. Mark Ryan joins us here on the telephone, and um, we're going to play the next track here, Devil's Old. Tell me about this. Devil's Gold is an interesting song. That was the first uh, single uh, we released off the record. It was uh, a lot of scrutiny, you know, not, nothing uh, intense, but we were like, what's the song we want people to hear from us for the time? Yes. You know, so there's a lot of lot of back and forth. We chose that one. That was a song that evolved a lot over time. Uh, there's an, actually a YouTube video. If you go look, I think we did back in maybe 2012, our first Wow. Song. It's much, yeah, it's much different. There's a keyboard part. It's just the structure is much different. It became something kind of slowed down and tense. Um, I'm a huge Joy Division fan, 
so that was definitely a song that uh, was influenced by my time when I was listening to like I go through phases where I listen to like one band and nothing else I just get obsessed and at that time I was kind of in my Joy Division phase and so I think you can hear that influence in there uh, one of our favorite songs form one of our most special songs lyrically one of those songs that defines your band I mean without sounding too dramatic that's cool well here we go and when we come back we'll keep chatting about the band uh, here it is it's Devil's Gold on the world famous Chicken Chick Lady Show
Jiggy Jaguar radio program continues. Welcome back to the big broadcast, coast to coast and border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. Yes, indeed, the official Jiggy Jaguar app available right now on the App Store. Or go download it, JiggyJaguar.us. Mark Ryan with us today. And uh, we're talking about his great, great band. And uh, we're going to wrap up here. A few more questions for him. I know he's got a uh, busy weekend ahead of him, so we will let him go do that here in a few moments. But uh, it's 23 minutes after the hour. Now, um, you have managed to uh, <laughs> to do a heck of a lot. Professional wrestling, music, which is... Uh, <laughs> Which is awesome because those are <laughs> those are the things. I, I think the only thing I could think of is if you if you ride a motorcycle or you have a million tattoos, you'd have the whole thing. You'd have the whole outfit. Right. right. Yeah. You'd be prototypical. That's right. You'd be ready. And 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 since you're a pro wrestling fan, if you were a prototype, you would be John Cena. John Cena. Uh, <laughs> Not a bad spot to be in. No, not a bad spot at all. Now, um, as 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 you see, um, well, and see that, that this is something else. But being 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 a pro wrestling fan and being kind of in it there for a while, um, I always thought that music and pro wrestling would have been easy to do. Why did it take so long for the music industry to wake up to professional wrestling to where that you see, you know, uh, you know Saving Abel and, and, and some of these guys, that, that they've got songs that are being used as pay-per-view themes yeah. and things like that, and, and uh, major bands are, are doing entrance music for these, for professional wrestlers. Why did it take so long for, for those two worlds to get together, you think? Um, you know, I, I think with professional wrestling and the concept being somewhat relatively new, but people don't realize that it traces back much, much farther, actually yes. farther than, like, popular music as we know it today. Um, I, I'm not, I, I'm not quite sure. I think, you know, with Vince and the, the WrestleMania in the 80s thing, that really kind of made the marriage. But to me, they were always very natural. Chris Jericho is someone I yeah. like to cite as, you know, he's a perfect example of, he said, when I was yeah. a kid, the two things I wanted to be was a rock star and a pro wrestler. And he's doing both you know, of them. This, and he's doing both, and he's doing great. And those things are, you know, they, they have such an energy to them when you participate in them that when you know, and when you have that experience, you know why they're so synonymous yeah. with one another. So I think you experience both in that sort of, a, you know, with that sort of resistance is, uh, will, will tell you why they're so so naturally inclined to win. But I'm, I'm, that's a tough question to answer. I'm not quite sure. It's, it's, it's a heck of a deal. We've got uh, Mark Ryan with us today. He is uh, chatting with us about the fifth fire. And uh, originally from Derby, Kansas, of all places. But uh, they are uh, stationed out there in Los Angeles, California. And uh, you guys are, are touring the Midwest, doing all sorts of different things. Uh, what, what, what are some of the plans for the beginning of the year? Uh, beginning of the year, uh, things have, uh, right now, we're kind of, uh, we're kind of back on the drawing board. Um, we're going to be going through some lineup changes once again, which is never fun, but it's, uh, in this case, it's, uh, it's one of the things that's kind of necessary. Um, and sometimes it's, it's a have to. Exactly. It's, it's necessary sometimes it's a have to, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's necessary for the evolution of the band artistically and creatively, and we want to, uh, we want to make music that resonates with people, um, you know, reflects our world the best way that we can, and it's relevant. But, you know, sometimes the changes have 
take place. Uh, we'll probably be doing some recording. Uh, we'll definitely be playing some shows. We'll have some announcements out for that. Uh, as, as cool. well, our goal was to go to Europe in, uh, in 2016. I'm not quite sure if we'll meet that goal, but I'll still say that it's on the table as something that we're trying to make come to fruition. That's cool. That's cool. So what, 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 do you, what do you have to do to make that happen without giving away too many details? Um, you know, we're, we're still in the learning phase ourselves. Uh, this time last year, uh, it's funny because I'd, I'd done one of these podcasts with a totally different theme. And, um, you know, we were talking about losing our management and our record label and so forth and things like that. Well, due to being with our former record label, which was based out of England, we had bought our passport. Some things happened and we didn't, you know, didn't quite come to fruition. But of course, we still, you know, we have all of our means to travel overseas. So it's, uh, I have, uh, just over time made contacts in places like Japan and, uh, you know, and in Europe. So you basically just do it the same way you do it here in the States. You, uh, you connect with somebody who's in the music industry over there and you kind of work out all the details and you just go. That's cool. That's cool, my friend. Well, uh, I appreciate you being with us today. Uh, before we let you I go, social media, all that fun stuff. How do we get a hold of you? Uh, you got www.facebook.com slash the fist fire. I know it's a mouthful, but once you get it, once you, once you type it in, it's, it's all there for you. www.reverbnation.com slash the fist fire. You can find us on YouTube. We have a channel there. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I think a SoundCloud. I know we have a SoundCloud. Uh, not, not in the current material, but some of our older stuff. I think that's all we're with. I think you can find us on Twitter as well. So. That's cool. Well, now that I know that you're a professional wrestling fan. Um, I definitely am going to have to have you back from time to time for us to, uh, to, to, to talk wrestling. And, uh, I would, I would, uh, I, we're going to start doing a thing, uh, on the Sunday radio show. Um, I, and I don't know why, why, why I got talked into this, but, uh, which I did, they'd have to do, do much twisting of my arm, but, uh, we, uh, (laughs) Or planning on doing a thing the week, uh, either the week before or or the day of, since we do the radio show in the afternoon. Uh, there's there's been talk of doing a, uh, a like a countdown to the pay per view or doing a preview to whatever the pay per view oh, wow. is that WWE has, and I've I've got a a round table of wrestling marks that are either going to be on the phone or in studio or on the old Skype or Rooney, as I say, and uh, I would I would definitely love to add add you to that cast of characters if at all possible. Oh, I would be I would be overjoyed. Yeah. I don't know how much my opinion carries, but uh, you know, as wrestling fans, we can talk about it for days on end. So. That that's right, and of course, you 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 aren't just a WWE guy. You're 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 not just a, a wrestling fan, and all you watch is WWE. Yeah, from what I can tell, uh, you you're in you're you're ROH guy, all this stuff. Do, do you happen to watch oh, any? Absolutely. Do you happen to watch any New Japan pro wrestling at all? Or oh oh my goodness, I am uh, I am hugely into a guy called Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> yes, yes. Untapped talent. I mean, you see. I'm taking some bits of his little, uh, you know, some of his little mannerisms and using them on stage. I mean, I'm, oh, I'm that, that's awesome. Matches. That is yeah, awesome. Yeah, and I think the guy's just great. I recently watched uh, the Okada match with AJ Styles. And oh, yes. What these guys are doing over there is just on another level. I mean, just just on another level. I actually met Hideo Itami when I was at Harley School. He was called That's Kenta cool. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, so those guys are just brilliant. Those Japanese guys, they're, they're on another level. They're conditioning. You know, where they do, the American guys do 500 squats, they do 1,500 yeah. you know, on a day. You know, their, their training is just 
sick. It's off the charts. So I'm a huge fan of what's going on in Japan right now. Well, and I'll, I was talking to a, uh, a buddy of mine last night. Uh, he books shows every once in a while in Wichita, Van Dugan. And he was saying that he had he had uh, been exposed to New Japan Pro Wrestling. And he's like, that's just like nothing I've ever seen. <laughs> I said, I said, well, they, they utilize the roster. There's not, there's not yeah. a bunch of guys in the back playing video games, which is kind of funny because Xavier Woods has a show where they all play video games on YouTube, and I'm like, this right. is sad. <laughs> For right. years and years, me and my friends used to make fun of the fact that they got all this, they got all this talent in the back sitting around playing video games, and then all of a sudden I see Xavier Woods has got a TV show where they're sitting around playing video games. I'm like, that's that's not supposed to be encouraging. We're supposed to write them into the show. What are you doing? Right. I've come to learn, you know, things about the business, and the business is great. You learn you learn all the time, and it, a lot of it's production, too. Um, you look at New Japan, their production, their stage graphics, the look, their lighting, their camera angles, things like that are making their talent really look even better than they already can themselves. Yes. You know, that was one of the things that Vince always had figured out is, like, you know, it's it getting that right camera angle and bringing that character and that persona across the camera and reaching you in your home. You know, yeah. a lot of these, when the indie the indie levels, it's like, oh, well, it looks dark and dingy. So, you know, be like, well, that's the minor league. But when you you have a production that makes you look like a big deal, which is what New Japan is doing right now. Like, yes, I, I see all their shows and everyone looks like a WrestleMania. You know, to a certain yep. degree. Yeah. So I think that has a lot to do with their success and something that other organizations should probably pay a little bit more attention to. Well, and the fact that that all their guys are presented like they are stars. It doesn't matter if it's the opening match where it's, you know, 90% of the time the time splitters and the young bucks and you know red dragon and whoever else they toss in there. And these guys are flying all over the place and doing all these high spots that if you've ever listened to Jim Ross's podcast, you can't stand all those high spots. He's like, these guys need to slow down a little bit so I can call the action. They need to sell. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah they need to sell and all that. But, I mean, they're, they look like a million bucks. And then you get to the main event where you've got either a Nakamura or AJ or whoever, and uh, Tanahashi. yeah, Tanahashi, all these guys, and they are main event level guys, and so, and even the guys in the Absolutely. middle of the show, Shelton Benjamin, people like that that they've got out there, they all look yes. like they're stars, and uh, I, I just, I just love the fact of that whole thing. I, I got into New Japan obviously because I remember watching old Great Muda stuff with him and Sting over yeah. there. And uh, then, of course, I got back into New Japan Pro Wrestling because, of course, the Bullet Club. <laughs> I yeah, always have to talk absolutely. about the Bullet Club. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of what the Bucks are doing. Yeah. Uh, those guys are, you know, they're, they're unique and uh, they're not your... Probably not your typical tag team, but the stuff those guys are doing is just—it's mind blowing to watch. It's—it's it's just amazing. And then—and then, and then uh, yeah. you, you were talking about production. I—I—I've uh, noticed just recently, and it's—it's it's just because I've started watching more New Japan. But Carl Anderson is the only guy in the history, I think, of pro wrestling to have sound effects in his ring entrance. He gets in the ring, they do his announcement, and before they say his name, he gets to, they, they, they do the machine gun sound effects, and he gets to do the whole gun thing with his arms. And I'm like, nobody, nobody in TNA, nobody in ROH gets sound effects in their ring entrance. So right. Right. pretty interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely unique. I mean, you haven't seen before. I didn't know how good of a promo guy he was until recently. I know he was really kind of the mouthpiece for the Bullet Club. And yeah. I heard yeah. a lot about his work, but I was like, you know, this, this guy's really, uh, he's, he's cutting good promos for those for that club. Oh, yeah. He's doing a good job. 
Yeah, uh, there, there's a um, if you get a chance, look it up on YouTube, and I I even send you the link. The uh, the when when the Bullet Club was going to do a, I think it was War of the Worlds with ROH, and it was going to be uh, Team Bullet Club against Team ROH or Team ROH All Stars or whatever. And they have this promo where he's standing backstage and he's like, "Yep, he goes Bullet Club's going to be going against the Briscoes and uh, these two bearded guys that nobody's ever heard of." And uh, he just he cuts this promo on these guys, and at the end of it, you're like, "Wow, he just yeah. literally buried all those guys, and I'm not even interested in this match anymore." And I'm like, "That's how you cut a promo, <laughs> right?" That. I think uh, one of the biggest compliments I can give New Japan and what they're doing right now is I watched uh, ROH Final Battle with my girlfriend last night. Oh, how was that? Was, yeah. It, it was a good show. Um, you know, I thought some of the matches really delivered. I thought Kyle and Adam, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole had a great match. That's uh, cool. Bobby Fish looked good, as always. Uh, main event, AJ looked like he was a little sluggish. I think he was dealing with some injuries. Yeah. Uh, so it was a little slower than the typical AJ match. Uh, but they both looked great. I mean, you have two of the greatest wrestlers in the world. And the main event on that show. Oh, yeah. But uh, what, I, what I was getting to with that is that, yeah, and what I was getting to with that is that that show almost felt like a dress rehearsal for Wrestle Kingdom, which is coming up on January 4th. Yes. Um, all the storylines kind of seemed to feed into that, you know, because uh, Michael's facing Jay Lethal and AJ's yeah. facing Okada, you know, so it was, I think it kind of dampened the effect of the outcome of the match for the main event, which we kind of already knew. Well, yeah. You know, and you would never have that in a WrestleMania situation. You'd always, no. There would always be more of a you know, a bit more scrutiny and conjecture on who's going to go over in that situation. So I think it, it brought the, the biggest pay-per-view of ROH down just a tad, but the in-ring action was still you know, phenomenal, uh, to quote. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, it's 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 a hell of a deal. I appreciated you coming on, chatting with us today. We're definitely gonna do this again, my friend. And uh, it was Absolutely. it was it was fantastic. And uh, I will uh, I will talk to you soon. Have yourself a wonderful day. And uh, we'll 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 talk soon on the radio program. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks, thanks a lot, James. Thanks for having me. Definitely, man. Have a good one. That, of course, is Mark Ryan from the band. Yes, the. Uh, Fantastic, 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 the fifth fire. And uh, check them out on Facebook, YouTube, all sorts of fun stuff. He all, I didn't get a chance to get into it, but he studied political science at WSU. So we may have to have him back, and uh, I'm going to have to ask him about all the corrupt cops in Wichita, which is always a fun time. I don't live there, so I can talk all the crap I want on the corrupt cops down there. Uh, much like when I lived in Salina and I talked to all the cr- crap on the corrupt cops and they tried to disappear me like the NWO that one time. Uh, we're going to take a time out and come back with more here on our world face. Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. By the way, go to JiggyJaguar.us, download our brand new official droid app. Yes, we have our own app now, so go check that out. We've got more coming up. That was a fantastic interview, of course, with uh, Mr. Mark Ryan, who appeared recently at the Lizard's Lounge in uh, the great city of Wichita, Kansas. Yes, that Lizard's Lounge. The place where Kenny Bollinger runs the place. Actually, he doesn't. He just books the shows there. I figured out who his money man is. He's some dirtbag biker who owns the Lizard's Lounge, of course. So, um, there's that. 
Some dirtbag biker guy. I don't know. I just, I, 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 I don't get it. Um, lots of good stuff happening here at the world famous Cheeky Checkwire radio show. And of course, uh, RadioZenu.com. We're going to be uh, talking next week about some interesting things going on. But uh, before we do that, let's uh, say our goodbyes for the week. Be sure to join us each and every Sunday on the Jiggy Jaguar Experience, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 PM Mountain Standard, and of course, from JiggyJaguar.com. Newsletters, social media, and you can donate to this broadcast. Skype us, Jiggy.Jaguar, J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R, but put a dot in the middle. So it's J-I-G-G-Y dot J-A-G-U-A-R. RadioZenu.com each and every Sunday, 2 Central, 3 Eastern. And uh, we will see you next week here on our big program. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.